victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. guys uh this is lance and i'm here with um hey second interview in two weeks what do you know man covid fucking shut us down pretty bad oh by the way i'm letting my my guest dale know that we are you know we're marked you can say whatever you want so uh (laughs) adult adult language adult language is fine um but i am here with dale fabregar that's it yep okay nice nice okay um, Dale is the director of a new movie, Reed's Point, and uh, going to do a little visit here. We got some questions for Dale. Um, appreciate you joining us, of course. Um, how how long has Reed's Point been out, man? Or is it even is it something that our listeners can go find right now, or is it on the horizon? It um, is in the it is in the horizon. It's very close in a few days. I think it's uh it's going to drop and hit the streets on the twelfth. So just a few more days now, maybe next week, it uh, should be at all the WalMarts and uh, uh, streaming platforms and things like that. Very nice. All right, cool. So by the time this show is up, uh, it should be available because yeah. I'll um, try to get the interviews up around, um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Our, our normal show, we get up around Monday or Tuesdays, so we try to give it a few days and you know, throw in the interviews and the special episodes and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely appreciate you joining us, man. Um, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I got to ask you this. You, you said it's going to be out there. Um, I'm assuming iTunes probably and um, probably could get it through, uh, you know, Google, Google Play and that type of thing. I'm assuming uh, that's usually where it is, through Amazon, through some of those uh places that's what they told me because i i i wanted to confirm and i said what does that exactly mean they said that's what the distributor is telling us so until i actually see it myself i'm i'm always a little uh careful so all i can just say is keep an eye out for it and do a search i'm sure you'll find it understood um and was this um who who did the uh the work for this was this an uncorked picture or who who did you mainly work with on this one um i worked with suzanne de Laurentiis productions um it's her company and then we created uh the movie and then we went out to some partners and uh, that would be uncorked and they're the ones that are going through our distribution for us all right, cool. Yeah, we uh, we definitely check out a lot of movies from them. They, they Uncork does a lot of horror stuff, man. I, I'm sure they do other stuff as well, but horror is kind of like our bag, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of their stuff. And they, they did do it all. You know, they'll do, they do all kinds of stuff, too, not only genre. They do, you know, different types of movies. But they do have a large library of, you know, the horror stuff, so... 
some of the stuff is really amazing on there too. So yeah, we're really happy to be working with them again. Well, good deal. Good deal. By the time, and like I said, by the time um, this interview is up, I, I, I'm definitely going to reach out and get some links so we can mm-hmm. put them on our, uh, our Facebook group page. Uh, all, all the shit that Brian handles because <laughs> he's the young <laughs> one of, of the, of the bunch of us. So he does like yeah. all of our twin, our Twitter, uh-huh. And what 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 do they call it, Dale? Insta? Is that it, it's no yeah. longer Instagram, or right. am I missing out on something here? Yeah, I mean, you know, IG, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm older than you, probably, so I'm like out of the loop too. But uh. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we'll uh, let's jump into let's jump into the interview. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and again, uh, definitely appreciate you taking your time out um, to to be with us for this. We try to try to get a couple of these out a month, and um, yeah, really, really is nice to interact with the community. So definitely, greatly appreciated, Dale. Yeah, no, we appreciate it too. I mean, it's great to get to speak about the movie and get the word out, and um, it's always a pleasure. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with a real basic question. So uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about the new movie Reed's Point. Um, uh, what's the mo- what's the movie about and how did you get involved in the project? Well, the synopsis is basically that uh, it's about a group of teenagers that heads out for a summer break and they get into a tragic vehicle crash in the middle of the night in the Pine Barrens of Jersey. And one of the teens from the crash vanishes and goes missing. So they never find her body, which raises theories of this Jersey Devil legend in that area. And on the anniversary of the crash, the surviving teens, they curiously decide to return to the crash for closure and to get some answers for themselves and to investigate. And they discover a dark secret of what lurks in the woods. That's essentially it. All right, gotcha. So, where did you guys do um, most of the filming? Was it actually in New Jersey, or did you film elsewhere? Uh, we had a. This was a low budget project, and we were primarily located here in Los Angeles. So, the answer to that is most of it was not shot in Jersey. We had okay. to do it here in Los Angeles, and in spots that were really a challenge and a, a trick to pull off. We also did some, I mean, there was some um, B-roll, some uh, additional footage that was shot from Jersey that we used. Obviously, we had to get some stuff there, but most of the story, most of the cast, all of that took place here in Los Angeles. All right, so kind of like uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, where you had to sort of hide the palm trees and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly, we can talk about that for sure. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Um, all right. So, of course, um, I, I, I don't need to tell you this. Uh, a lot a lot of things have changed in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Did the um, and I don't see here's here's the thing about this movie that you can fill me in on. I don't know when you guys started it or when you actually you know worked on production. Um, so my question is this. Did the covid situation create any special challenges for getting this movie either made or distributed. Um, and I mean, were you able to hit the, you know, the festival circuit at all? Or how did you, you know, get the word out on this? Uh, yes, uh, the world was crazy uh, during the time that we were filming this. Uh, but as you know, we just tried to be as safe as possible during that time. Um, 
we took our precautions and we were very lucky. No one got sick uh, or, or were in, was infected during production. So it was really great. It was, it, you know, it's always hard, harder to, to work in those conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always, especially during that time, we were always a little nervous because we didn't quite understand. I mean, we just didn't know that much about everything as much as we do today. Um, and it was just heating up and then going down and then picking up again. So it was, it was really uh, tenuous. But we as independent filmmakers, we just always just push through. You know, we just that's how that's how Suzanne does it. That's how our team does it. And, and we were again, we were safe. And all we can do is what we do. And then again, everyone was OK. Uh, it, it didn't really affect uh, distribution because that happens towards the end of the run or the completion of the film. OK. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, for myself, it's always a challenge in having a mask and, and all of this, you know, protection because it's just one more layer between you and your crew and your your actors, you know, to mm-hmm. communicate. And it's it's all about communication and speed when you're on these projects. And, um, you know, to have that in the way, it's like, what would you say oh yeah yeah you know it's just that other <laughs> confusion but uh we pushed through and we got through it and it worked out okay so yeah everything was fine gotcha so so when um dale when did you guys um do principal photography was it like over a long period of time or did you you know get this get this churned out in a relatively short amount of time you know despite the COVID issue yeah i would say that it was it went pretty quickly uh, okay. it was about a, it was about a year ago and it was just through it, you know it's post production is where things got you know hung up because you're in a room but when you're mm-hmm. filming you're out in the outdoors and you're running around it's a little easier but if someone you know in post-production or whatnot there's a careful scare or someone got exposed or you always wait you wait two weeks yeah so that situation was a lot slower but suzanne really uh, you know she moves really quickly that's her okay. style um mm-hmm. and we do uh produce these things rather quickly uh, it it's shot probably you know these shoots are very they're less than you know like 10 to 15 days you know something like that they okay. they're done primarily in about 10 to 12 days and then we have a few more pickups um and some would say that's actually a luxury as fast as that is but but we just, you know, do it as quickly as possible um, or what we can afford to do. It's all within the limitations of our budget, really. That's the only thing that, you know, stops us. Yeah, understood. I mean, indie filmmaking, you know, it it, it, it is what it is. We've, we've mm-hmm. talked to people that have, you know, cranked out a movie in less than a week, <laughs> start, mm-hmm. to, start to finish as far as principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have actually, you know, interviewed people that it's taken them like two years where they can mm-hmm. only film like on weekends or, you know, certain days of the week or whatever. So every everything's different, right? Yeah, it was. And in this situation, too, um, I guess I could mention this, but our lead is Sasha Ann and the project was pretty much created for her. And she was at the time battling cancer. And she was in remission, and that's how this whole entire project came about. And wow. uh, Suzanne, okay. yeah, it, so Suzanne got involved, and you know, we were contacted, and they were trying to con- um, create a project for her. And uh, it, it 
you know, it was going to be like a short film or something like that. And, and then she talked to me about it and I definitely wanted to be a part of helping that out. It was like a make a wish type of project um, mm -hmm. for Sasha. And we thought, yeah, let's, let's create something and do it. So uh, it just evolved into something larger. And once we figure it out, you know, how long it's going to take and the cost of doing it, we thought we might as well just really, you know, let's try to make it a little uh, more significant. And so the, the bar and the challenge went up, you know, she was brand new, didn't have a, a little to any experience uh, to carry a film as a lead. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was scary and fun at the same time. Plus she had, you know, she had just come off of her uh, uh, treatments and, and, and all of that. So she was, you know, it was tough for her, uh, but that just made this project that much more special. You know, um, uh, we, we just went ahead and did it and she pulled through. Man. All right. Well, um, shit. <laughs> I've, heard, <laughs> I've, I've definitely heard some stories, but that's um, that's very unique. Very unique uh, indeed. So um, thanks for sharing that, Dale. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's and we even in one of the versions for the festivals. Yes, yeah, so we did send them out to a few festivals too mm -hmm. and uh in, in one of the versions there was a little letter uh from her to the um to the audience you know just thanking um everyone for the experience and and for her growth in it and you know to see her now you know with this time I mean, there's something that has sparked in her you know and and, and mm -hmm. to see her and be empowered and and healthy and just you know on the go it just it's really great to see that right now and, and uh, who knows what she'll do next oh man Un yeah understandable understandable um all right so the uh the film centers around the urban legend uh i put that in quotes right because it could yep. be true <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. uh, the urban legend of the jersey devil and a lot of the filming was done at night in what appeared to be some pretty creepy and remote locations. Um, are there any on-set stories that you can share about the making of the film? Um, for example, did anything strange or unexplained happen during filming? Um, you know, any horror stories or just bizarre stories that you can share with our listeners? Wow, great question, man. Um, well, we did shoot in some creepy places but it was only creepy because we made it look creepy you're in the woods um and we you know the, it wasn't huge woods that's the thing in los angeles we had to mm -hmm. film within this little small swath of a few feet you know of trees very much like hiding the palm trees we had to find areas that look <laughs> like a forest right yeah, you know, we yep, just don't yep. have that much at least you didn't have to film out in the desert like some of the old Star Trek stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not on this show, at least. Uh, and it was night, so that kind of helped. So, okay. you know, whatever you just you point in this direction, there's a bunch of bushes and you point in that, there's some trees. And we just had to keep mixing that all around. Uh, but, you know, the woods were, you know, ranged from a little park, you know, mm -hmm. on the hill, on the corner. And uh, people are picnicking and having, you know, pinatas right just 20 feet away from us it was, it was insane uh, but uh a lot, you know a lot of sound editing <laughs> yeah yeah but you know there, there wasn't a lot of creepiness there but but oddly right. or what's kind of cool is there's a scene um which occurs in this house and the house that we filmed in has been known to be haunted and uh and it's factual apparently and uh, we had filmed there before and we love that location 
And uh, we went back there and we shot more of the house because we've done some shorts there and tried uh, different areas of that uh, location. But this one, we really shot almost every inch of that house and explored new areas. Uh, and it was really exciting. But that house was supposedly haunted. Um, and I, I would say that nothing really, truly creepy happened. But there was one moment and and this is like the second time this has happened. Um, and and it happened at a house that was haunted too. But I kid you not, I recall it was pretty much our first our first shot of our first day, and um, we were shooting. And um, and I just remember whispering because I don't want to freak everybody out. But I was kind of telling my script supervisor or my AD and going, "Hey, you know this place is haunted," you know. And uh, they're like, "Really, really, blah blah blah." But on our first take, you know, everything is up, we're ready to go. Everyone's excited. Roll the cameras, and then. Boom, all the power goes out. Not to the house, but just to our equipment. It just, huh, just okay. went dead. And we're like, that is all just right. weird. And I, oddly, I thought to myself, this has happened to me once before at another place that's similar to this place. So I was really calm about it. And I remember yelling, you know, out outward to anyone that could hear on. And I said, it's okay. We're good. We love the house. We're going to be taking care of it. Everything is good, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we booted up, and we never had any issues after that. But uh, uh, yeah, it was—it's a really cool location. Uh, many people have filmed there as well. Um, but we had had a blast. But we had to art direct and change areas and create it in this little in this house. It was a rather big mansion type of house, uh, and we were there for a few days. But yeah, that's as creepy as it got. Um, and in the woods. We ran into some rattlesnakes and coyotes, you know, here in the mountains, and they came very close, but nothing, nothing that couldn't be explained. Mm, okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> um, very interesting. Um, uh, one, one thing that I noticed when I was watching the movie, um, and, and this is definitely a big shout out to, you know, whoever was doing your, your special effects, but um, I, w I would definitely say, especially for, you know, a, you know, not a Michael Bay or like super high budget movie. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I would say a lot of the gore and special effects seem pretty realistic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like there was one scene in particular involving a neck that yes. uh, just really set me on edge. So who, who all was involved in the effects for the film? And was it a team effort? Or did you have, you know, kind of like a makeup and, and special effects uh, guru? Uh, it was a team thing. It wasn't a lead person. Um, I love talking about this, you know, because uh, that's the fun part of these movies, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you escape. Of course. You that's why we go. Yeah, right? And and it, it, as much as there was, I really wanted more, if you can believe that. And I know you can. And, like, you know, that first scene was really a lot of fun. I, we pushed to get everything as practical, you know, as we could, and, and it is all constructed, all practical. There's some, some um, all, there's some digital work throughout the film, but it's all practical work, most of it. And and I had a team of a couple of guys, um, and they work with uh, 13, 13 effects in Vegas, so they're like four hours away, and they're under Tom Devlin. Hmm. He's a guru out there. We worked with him years ago, but I said I'm looking. We need some makeup and effects and uh he said i know these two guys and i used them before we tried them out we love them they came out they're so passionate about what they do and did a really great job um we just had like a couple of phone calls and they were just on it i mean they were just so on it uh, it's uh the two guys were uh chris or chippy 
Arirondo okay. and Walid Achi, I think that's his name. But the two guys are right. a team. They they're mm-hmm. partners, and they kind of came out here and and pulled off a lot of like some of that gore that we see. And then um, we have a makeup and hair department. You know, they they're pretty much doing boring glamour, right? Just cover our actors. But one of the uh, makeup um, people there is Trisha Heel, and she also does special effects and. And and the one that you just mentioned specifically, she did that shot because the other two after we did that, they took off. They did the bigger stuff, and then I just had this one neck thing. By the way, that scene was a a pickup shot. Originally, that character, uh, we rewrote it so that that particular incident happens because we thought we need more. You know, we need that scene. And then mm-hmm. um, we all sat down and said, this is the person that should, uh, you know meet their uh, demise in this certain way and who can do it. And we just wrote it just so we can create another great little moment. And it was so worth it, I think. Nice. All right. Yes. Yeah. Did I say her name? That was Trisha Heal. That's her name. And then uh, Kyle Thompson at Midnight Effects created and fabricated the the monster suit. Gotcha. All right. So definitely some some names that we're probably going to continue to hear of. Yeah. Just got to give him love whenever I can. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, man, I got to ask. <laughs> what, okay. What, what was it like working with Joe Estevez? Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> to say to say he put on an animated performance is an understatement. Was he was <laughs> was he having as much fun as it looked like he was, or 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 is or is he just that intense? Oh, first of all, <laughs> Joe. We worked with him on a another smaller project, and it was such a joy to work with that guy. It was a blast. Um, we enjoyed each other so much, and and this one little it was a cameo basically, mm-hmm. and uh, his name popped up for it. And I said he's not gonna do it, you know. He's but he just was just so much fun to work with, and he's like, I'll do it. I want to do it, you know. I just want to come out. He was play. all in. <laughs> no, he was absolutely all in times ten, right? As you okay. saw, and and originally it was supposed to be. A, it was going to be done a different way. And I wanted someone who was pretty mad and I mean, insane, you know, that's the idea. Someone who's really touched, if you will, uh, by this incident. And they just, he just went all out on it and we have different takes on it, you know, different deliveries, some are more intense, some are more scarier, some are more. And these are the ones that kind of, these are the ones that made the cut. Um, and you know, uh, for various reasons. And, uh, yeah, I just wish there was more, you know, but yeah, he he's really a lot of fun to work with. He really is a great guy, really talented actor. Nice. All right. Um, all right. Did so that answer your question? <laughs> when you say uh, he wasn't angry. Yeah, it, or, now, have you have you worked with him in other projects as well? Yeah, I work, we worked with him on another one where he was he played an entirely different character and he is a, a fantastic character actor. He really yes. is. Yeah, he's he's he definitely got some street cred. He's been around. Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah, and so to work with him and do that was you know a lot of fun. And and I remember that particular day was a little crazy because the camera broke down and and all that. It was just uh, we had to go really quickly and we were outside and there was no permit for say that area. And so I just we had to get out of there, you know. But he, <laughs> he just <laughs> right low budget filmmaking. That's how it goes. No, I get it. I get but, it. But that's what makes it so, you know, the memories, you know, it's just, sure you kind of romanticize the memory more than it is at the moment because it's just hell. 
what you're doing. And you're like, how do we like we pull this off? You know, and uh, but in the end, it all works out great. You know, and, hey, and again, working with yeah. him was awesome. Yeah, some, sometimes you have to be a guerrilla filmmaker, man. You got to get in and get the shot, right? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's the that's the way you got to do it, especially at this level, or else you're mm -hmm. you know you have to push. You just have to push, and you have to get it done safely. Understood. Safely. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, in addition to directing, um, it looks like you have done some writing as well. For example, it looks like you co-wrote a movie called Derailed. Uh, with Suzanne, who also worked with you, of course, on this film. Um, I got to tell you, Derailed Derail just looks absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> it looks <laughs> it looks insane. Well, uh, and I, and I, can't, I can't wait to watch it. But can can you tell us anything about it? And, you know, do you plan to do more writing? Yeah. OK, so Derailed. I love that movie for a lot of different reasons. I mean, when it went out, it's it's a it's a weird and strange movie, not weird and strange and psychedelic like Mandy or anything like that. It's just okay. a it's a it's 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 a uh, mashup of different I ideas and for good reason. And I think when it came out, people were like, "What what is this movie? You know, the filmmakers don't know what the heck they're doing. They don't know <laughs> the kind of, you don't know the kind of movie that they're making." And I right. get it. I understand that, but we knew going in that, that it was going to be probably received that way. And I got to give a lot of love to Suzanne uh, for making it as well as the writer. The other writer was Everett Wallen, who is a, a writing partner as well as a very fantastic and talented actor. Okay. He wrote it um, with I'm me. Sorry. Who is that again? That's Everett Wallen. He's one of the characters okay. in the film as well. And he acts in it too. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, so he and I really, we weren't going to do it, but he mm -hmm. fell in love with my pitch because I had this idea. And once he you know, understood what that idea was and got bored. He couldn't stop thinking about it. And then we just went and wrote, 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 wrote. And it was a lot of fun. Plus it has all these period elements and, yes, and yes. modern elements mixed with different kind of um, ideas there. And uh, people will say, what? They'll scratch your head, which is probably indicative of the kind of stuff that we do. Cause you saw Reed's point and, and I'm sure at the end you're scratching your head. What, <laughs> what was that? You know? Uh, but, um, but yeah, derailed is something that we wrote and, uh, it has a lot of ideas in it. It was a mm -hmm. fantastic ensemble, which we tried, we assembled as well for like Reed's, uh, as well too. And it was great actors and some of those from, you know, from that film, we pulled into Reed's and reworked with them, too, and gave her okay. larger roles. That was so much fun. Um, but, yeah, and then we got to work with Lance Henriksen on that movie, too. So that was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a chance. Check it out. You know, it's it's it, it, it was really cool. Um, and looking back at that, too, I, I go, wow, I don't even know how it was just some beautiful moments in the film and some fantastic performances with Carter Scott and. Um, Shay Smolik, a young actress, and we got we were lucky to also, as, as well as Lance Henriksen, we got Frank Lammers, a Dutch actor. Uh, just, just it was really a special one. Um, and we just figured, you know, we just did the movie, and um, you know, some people are starting to discover it now, which is really interesting because, you know, in this business, we get our butt kicked constantly, and we're told to just give up, you know, and you know, you suck. And all that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, hey, the story is out there. And uh, it was special to us. And there's moments. It's, you know, not perfect. 
it's low budget, but there's some really cool moments in it. You know, and I think, you know, this that one we had to also use VFX. So that one was really tough for us because I love to mostly film, in, you know, everything practical. But there's some things you, you just can't do, as you'll see if you see the movie. Uh, but it's brief and but it's a really cool story, I think. Really, really cool. And if you sit down and you think about it. Then you start if you start to fall into it a little bit and understand exactly what's going on. It could be even obvious, but once you understand understand it, you'll really get into it. And that's what some uh, audience members that's what happens to them. Some people, if you just watch it, you go, oh, "That's weird." This okay, that okay, but when they get into it, they totally and then they watch it again. Actually, is what happens. That I'm told they just watch it the second time. It means more to them the second time. Yeah, well, I, I uh, I've actually got it on my to watch list, and um, it is out there on Tubi. Yeah. So uh, you know, if 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 you uh, if you like free movies, Tubi Tubi's free. You got to sit through a few yep. commercials, but there's some there's some great stuff there. So yeah. It's one. Uh, it it out of all the stuff from your body of work, that's the mm-hmm. one I, I'm definitely going to check out. So yeah. Kind of cool. spoke to me from reading. Yeah. It. I mean, our first one with Suzanne was uh, Area uh, Area Four Seven. That was the very first one, and we shot that in five days. So we okay. were one of those uh, filmmakers that did it in less than a week, and it was our our smallest and fastest. And that that one went all over the place and did really well for everyone. So that was pretty much the the genesis of our partnership and and producing more projects. The genre, and we do all kinds of things, not just horror, by the way. But uh, these okay. are the ones we have the most fun with. And this story was very, was one that was with Suzanne for the longest time because she's from Jersey. So this was a chance for her to finally make this little movie that she had in her head for a while. And then she hands it over to another writer, and it comes on to me. And then we just sort of, you know, we craft it and you know uh, get it in line for what we can actually make. But yeah, I don't call myself a writer. I don't fashion myself as a writer. Uh, okay. But I will always, you know, work with writers. And uh, you can't give me a blank page and I can come up with something. I I'm just not that good. <laughs> but if you give me a, yeah. a, a little bit, in a sentence, and a couple of words. I could make something out of that, but you know what I mean? That, that's sure. And sure. if you give me uh, an opportunity to work with some writers and some really talented folks, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, who knows the sky's the limit at that point. Well, yeah. I mean, all this talk kind of takes me in, into my uh, next question. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, Suzanne De Laurentiis, um, it definitely looks like you, you know, work with her quite a bit. Um, how did you how did you guys meet and um, do you plan to continue working together? Um, yeah, we I, I worked on a horror webisode uh, with another producing partner at, at one point and uh, that was a lot of fun and she got involved in that series and she was sort of on the outside she's the producer and uh, kind of oversaw certain things and got involved at that level. And then we did that and that went really well. And then uh, we, uh, Everett again and I, we came up with this other action, you know, episodic, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a bit like, uh, you know, La Femme Nikita before La Femme Nikita. And, um, and, and the films that came out and, and, and what is that, uh, Black Orf, uh, Black Orchid or whatever, but okay. it was an, it was an action um, spy type of movie, and we were selling that, 
and pitching that. And then Suzanne was involved. And then she said, hey, you know, while we're doing this and waiting for this to kind of, you know, catch heat or while we're in the process, I have this little tiny movie uh, that uh, I have in mind. Can we do this? And that was our very first film. And that was with Everett as well. He, He did that, too. So we go back. The three of us really, and um, and we, we, he produced he she produced that he wrote and directed that with me, and after that that did well, and after that the rest is history. We just kind of kept working together on different things. Very nice. Uh, yeah, all right, great. Well, um, yeah, we definitely yeah we get quite a bit of feedback that we'll um, you know read halfway through our our podcast every week, and we mm-hmm. we definitely have a little a lot of listeners that are. You know, in the in the filmmaking business, or mm-hmm. aspiring to either write or, or you know do filmmaking. So, um, do you have any advice? Like, how did you get involved in the biz, and is there anything you would have done differently um, had you known then, like what you know now? Yeah, uh, I always made movies since I was a kid, uh, so that was always in my blood and my DNA. My folks. Um, we're not really into that um, being, you know, our, our culture was very into the professional medical sciences. And so they didn't understand the arts as well. But in the end, they did. I convinced them, I guess. But I had to study for not film. Uh, I went into design. So that was my formal visual training artistically. Um, okay. and, and so I came from that place. But I only did that so I can get into the art department, so I can get into the film department. You know what I mean? So there was always that uh, agenda in the back of my head. I always wanted to get into film, and I did. Uh, I took my money, made my own movies. So I did not go to film school. So that's the quick answer or the long answer to to that question. I didn't go to film school. I just did it myself, met uh, other filmmakers and made alliances with them and worked with real actors and, and just went through the process as professionally as possible. And so, you know, if I could give any advice, it would be pretty much to just, uh, would be to create and do as much as you can, you know, okay. uh, as early as you can, you know, just in, you know, work with what you got and within your means, meaning that if you have actors, work with them, you've got locations that you know exist, work within those locations, you know, and tell the stories that you know that touch you, you know, just just be be bold and do it, you know, and, and be open and resilient to to ideas out there that might be different than yours, you know, and, and, and to be open to change and rolling with it, you know, because we get stuck in our vision, if you will, always stick and adhere to it as much as you can. But, you know, there's things that you just have to you just have to go with it or else it just will not get done, you know, and that's really the goal as you develop and, and get more experience. It's just to kind of keep doing and doing and doing. And in that process, you're going to meet other professionals uh, working with other DPs and other actors, other other craftspeople. It's, it's really cool. And just don't give up. Just don't give up. That's my advice. It's kind of cliche, but that's all I can say. That's how I did it. If I have anything to... If I could have done it again, I guess, you know, I was kind of behind the eight ball on social media. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, that whole like self-promotion. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't quite understand. I mean, I was always, my head was down and working hard and, and doing and, you know, honing my craft is kind of what is the goal. 
But, uh, you know, that self-promotion, I probably could have maybe focused on that more, which I know there's a lot of people that just solely focus mostly on that, you know, and they, they keep very busy that way. So, you know, there's different ways and the world is different now, you know, it, it, it from when I was doing it. I mean, never has it been easier before or harder to be a filmmaker, you know, because uh, everyone can do it now. Cameras, equipment, everything is just there's no more gatekeepers, you know, so it's you're only limited by, you, you know, what you're actually doing, you know, so. Yeah, that that's what's happening, and that's the world of today. You know, you can just do it. Yeah, I got you, man. No, at, at first I, I was afraid you were gonna. You, you said you were uh, yeah, gr- grown up in a family of people that were they had an emphasis on science and and medicine and things of that yeah. nature. I was afraid you were gonna say a religious cult. So I'm glad you. <laughs> oh, glad you didn't far. go in that direction. <laughs> well, that would have just been fodder for material, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what other upcoming projects uh, do you have in the works? And is there anything that you're actually able to talk about with us at this point? Yeah, um, we just finished uh, deliverables on a new horror film called They Crawl Beneath. So you may be hearing about that coming soon. That's going to probably drop in August sometime. Um, and that's okay. a creature feature. It's a lot like fans of tremors or slither you know oh, wow it's okay. that type of thing gotcha. it's, it's all practicals um creatures designed by dan reber creations he worked on itsy bitsy and and i think the original slither as well and legend and and we were really lucky to have his expertise on so he was the creature guru on that film um but yeah it's a uh, it's about a a guy who's trapped in his garage during an earthquake and these creatures terrorize him during that period. It was inspired by, uh, did you see that movie Buried with Ryan Reynolds? And of course, like, hey, yeah, it's yeah. basically a one-person movie. Yes, so that yes. inspired Suzanne. Okay. And she said, let's make something like that, but with monsters. I mean, okay, and so this is what came out. And and nice. in that original idea, it you know evolved into something more complicated and it, we took it outside of one location okay. uh, for many reasons. But uh, but yeah, that yeah, that that was the initial seed of an idea. And that's kind of where this whole thing came out. So that's going to be happening, I think, in August, I think sometime around that time. Um, and it's a little bigger movie than this one, but not too much bigger. Uh, okay. But it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, August is uh, right around the corner, so yeah, we'll be here in no time. We'll we'll have to keep in touch for sure. Yeah, and then we're also working on a couple of other projects. One's a, a kind of a it's a reality show concept, and one's a oh god, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, see, we do what we do. But there's a the one I was in the editing room all day today is this brand new comedy, and it's about cats and dogs, and uh, it's based on a book series, and it's this episodic pilot project that we're working on. It's been a lot of fun. And coincidentally, the very first episode is about uh, uh, so this character who could swear a, a cat is trying to kill her. So that's right in our wheelhouse. Okay. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Um, so. All right, man. Well, final question. And yeah. this this is one that we ask of every single guest that we've ever had on from, from day one. 
Um, are there any special causes, uh, charities, or organizations that are near and dear to your heart? Uh, and if so, how can our listeners get involved? Oh, um, there are a couple. Um, one is, well, I'm part of this Phil M. Creations group, and and there's been a big, you know, uh, a lot of interest and a lot of heat. You know, we've been trying to get out there and do our things. Uh, I'm, I'm Asian American and I'm specifically Filipino American. Okay. And, and and we've just been just really working hard, working hard, trying to get our work out there and 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 hoping that things can happen. So there's a group of us and it's starting to grow with more awareness. And so there's that group and and they're they they extend from different parts of the state, but I'm mostly in Los Angeles. Because um, that's where a lot of all this work is happening. So we're part okay. of that that group, and um, it's very still small relatively, but it's growing um, with everything that's happening now. So that's it's great to support others in you know in your arts because uh, it's been very difficult um, going, but it's all good. And then there's you know Suzanne does a lot with uh, veterans, um, and she does things at least once or twice a year veterans uh, and uh, there's like a veterans charity that I like you know um, and uh, it's called move on move America forward and if you've heard move, of that. move America forward and yeah. it's um, now is it taking care of veterans that uh, have have uh, needs that aren't being met by the government no, it's, and uh, like those are there and you know you got to be careful you know, with there's so many places you can always donate, and this is one of those places. Uh, I you just you just never know where exactly, you know, your donations are gonna go. So I'm always okay. guarded about that. But that this one has been around for a bit. But it's it's you know for me it's great. They basically send care packs to soldiers oh, during cool. the holidays right. and things like that. It just it's a great reminder. You can write them a little note or you know um, if you want. Or you just do a donation, and it, they just send out care packs during the holidays, and you know it's like candies and 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 uh, little cool little knickknacks for them as they're out there, you know, doing you know fighting for freedom, and it's just to let them know that we're grateful, you know, and that we're thinking about them, and you know, hearts and prayers are out with them while they're away, so they're not forgotten while they're out there. So that's those are the main ones. I think there's another one that my wife is a uh, part of, but. Uh, this is the these are the ones that are kind of cool to me. Very nice. All right, man. Yeah. Well, uh, Dale, thanks again for joining us. Um, you know, once once again, uh, you know, before we sign out, where can yeah. our listeners find? Well, you said not quite yet, but where are our listeners going to be able to find the film, and where can we check you out through social media? You, I'm only on IG, so it's uh, Dale Fabregar. That's uh, my name, D-A-L-E-F-A-B-R-I-G-A-R, and that's okay. where you can find me. Um, that's and I don't post a tremendous amount. See, there I go again. I should work on my self-promotion and social media. But, uh, you know, but that, that area is a place for me to kind of escape and sometimes interact with different people. I've met some really great people on there. But, yeah, that's where you can um, find find stuff and then of course uh as projects get released you'll find more information at that point cool 
and we'll be able to check out the movie here um, again by the time this uh, episode is up I'm sure it'll be out there and um, uh, go out and support our local filmmakers guys and um, check out this indie film once again Dale thanks for joining us on the show dude it's been a great interview and um, look forward to uh, seeing more stuff from you oh my pleasure and thanks for the, you know, the opportunity to be 